the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today during these uh, very turbulent and often frustrating times, but it's always great to have this, it's a blessing to have this time with you every week to uh, talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, and of course in our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show. We do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. And we're the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Have a great show for you today. I'm really excited about it. We're pleased to be joined in the studio by our friend and regular contributor, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Derek, great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Well, Roger, thank you for having me. How you been doing? Uh, doing well, do, doing great. You know, um, many blessings. And, um, you know, it, it's one of which is the opportunity to talk about these issues that are affecting us so dramatically. And most recently, the situation in the in the Middle East with uh, Israel and Hamas and the, the, the terrorist attacks, the murders taking place over there. And um, we're going to that'll be a major focus of our program today. And thanks to Derek has introduced us to his outstanding guest who will join us in, in a few minutes. Before we go back to Derek, I want to, of course, remind you that the Roger Frank and William show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And Derek, why, why don't we start there? Just tell us about the, the guest that we're, that's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Well, yes. Uh, Kathy Martirosian is has kind of been an expert on Israel. She's been to Israel several times, and she's even teamed up. They ha- Out of Coco, Coco, they have a sister city, what they call, which they've teamed up with cities of across Israel, special cities that kind of come together and bring what, what as we stand with Israel, bring America. And this, this has been going on with her for several years. And she also, she wrote a book too, a little bit about so many people don't understand how the Palestinians and the Israelis, and they don't know about the West Bank and Gaza City. They don't know how all that breaks up. And, and that you hear they're on occupied land and you hear all these different things. And it's confusing to even some, a lot of people I hear on the radio who, uh, you listen to some of the news stations. I don't even think they know the uh, what, what it is. So she kind of looks back into history of Palestine, looks into the history of where West Bank and the Gaza Strip and Israel, and goes all the way back, actually, to Bible times and how this came about. And uh, she'll go into that in detail. But it is enlightening, and you do need to know this. Of course, as we've always talked, you have to know what's going on with the past. We've talked so much about the founders and it's so important to know the history. So she'll talk a little bit about the history of all this conflict so you have a better aspect of knowing what's going on now. 
No, thank you very much. And it's great during these um, during this um, extraordinary uh, event, horrible event, to have you here joining us who uh, are so informed about it. And then also uh, Kathy as well joining us in just a few minutes. And for, and I'll go back. Let's just go back to uh, the last few days. And can you share your thoughts about what you thought when you saw these, uh, you know, t- these attacks just just first begin and, and the brutality of, of what's been taking place? Well, you know what? It, it just brought me so many different emotional. And if you've watched the videos and I'm actually glad they're showing some of the videos because you remember even in the Holocaust, remember Eisenhower said he actually had people come in and filled in the Holocaust because he said there would come a day when people would say that that the Holocaust never happened. And we've seen that in our lifetime. Now you have people on TV, some of the media, some of these people are are protesting, saying, oh, this was all made up. So I'm so glad, even though it's hard to watch, you see the terrible thing that Hamas did. And it was terrible. They attacked women, children. They had no mercy on the elderly. You saw some of the videos yourself, Roger. It just brought so much, you know, passion to what the poor people must have suffered. So, again, that's why we must stand behind Israel 100%. And you're going to hear soon, once Israel starts attacking these terrorists, and that's what they are, they're animal, they're terrorists, they're going to come and say, oh, they're doing too much. They're attacking too much. You need to pull back. No, if you do not destroy them, they will come back again against Israel in the future. And one day... Maybe through our southern border, they're already here. So we have to be prepared. We have to know what's going on so we can stand against it. We're speaking with Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers. Of course, Derek's a regular contributor to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're talking about the attacks in Israel earlier, in the, just a few days ago, and the, the brutality of them and some of the background, and, and just uh, talking about the whole situation on the show today. Can you do you have any thoughts or even insights, um, but you know, but especially thoughts about why now? Why did uh, you know Hamas choose this time and and that particular place to to launch this? Well, you know, a lot of people, our guests, people listening, may not know this, but pretty much Hamas is backed by Iran. Iran is what gives all the ammunition and most of the supplies, all the backup to Hamas, and so. If you know Israel, through the Abraham Accords, which President Trump was a big part in doing, uh, Israel was about to make an agreement with Saudi Arabia. There was peace beginning to happen in the Middle East between enemies that had never talked about peace before. And so Saudi Arabia was about to make peace with Israel. And when Iran saw that, I think that that was it. They had to do something. They had to do something quick. So I believe they teamed up with Hamas, and you can see that through some of the evidence now is coming in, that they teamed up to stop that event. And guess what? It actually worked, because now you have a lot of the other countries in the Middle East, they're going to tend to side with Hamas, and that's what's happening. And, you know, I'll just add a very brief comment, and this is purely my opinion. It's not even, you know, but, but I do, one of the things that came into my mind when I begin to witness this was just the fact I, I, I think when, and, I, and this is one thing I've talked about ever since uh, Joe Biden actually entered the office as president officially is when America is weak and we have weak leadership and we have a weak president, um, you, you know, we invite, um, um, you know, crises events. We invite, you know, 
other people to be uh, adventuresome, if you will, militarily adventuresome, or even to to uh, you know to, to to move aggressively to um, you know against our interests. And whereas this is not an attack on the United States specifically. You know, everybody in the world knows that Israel, the, the relationship between America and, and Israel, and and you know they're you know one of our you know, mutually strongest allies on, on both sides. So anyway, I just I just I can't help but think if we'd have had a, a stronger force as president, and I would say specifically Donald Trump, I'm not sure if this would even happen. No, I think you're right, and you know you spoke right to the heart of it, and maybe Kathy will go into uh, in depth more about it. But I had gotten a uh, former terrorist who had given his life to Christ, come speak at our church several years ago, sometime after 9-11. And he's from the Middle East, and he said that culture understands one thing only, strength. And they, if they fear you, they will not attack. You can't negotiate with them. You can't give them stuff to make them happy. They only understand strength. So you are so right in that, whether it was member of President Reagan who brought down the Soviet Union because they feared him, or President Trump. I do believe if President Trump would have been president, this never would have happened. Now, um, what, where do we go from here, and where do, what do you see happening on, on the horizon? Well, again, we have to stand behind Israel, and it's easier right now. It's popular to stand behind Israel now. It's, it's next week and the following week when things get tough. You know war is brutal, and unfortunately, a lot of innocent people will die on both sides. But we have to stand. This is a clear cut between good and evil. And if you don't think that, you go online, you go watch all the videos of what those people did to those poor Israeli citizens. These weren't soldiers. They were citizens. So anyway, we have to stand behind Israel the long haul, no matter what happens. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today. Right now we're speaking with Derek Hicks. In fact, Derek's co-hosting the program today for the entire show. And uh, he, of course, president of Thompson Jewelers, regular contributor to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And we have you know, time for a question or two before we go to our break, and then we bring on our next guest to join us. What do you make of what's happening? Um, and Dennis Prager's talked about a lot about this. Other people as well, Charlie Kirk. Um, what's happening on college campuses now where there's actually, you know, quite a bit of vocal, um, you know, pushback, if you will, against America supporting Israel and even, uh, you know, I guess um, supporting, you know, or, or, or you know, uh, the attacks by Hamas. You know, what, what, what do you make of, of, of that? Again, we've always talked about, you know, we haven't taught our young people about this country. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about our history. Raj, you've talked about it on your show all the time. If you don't te- teach the young people about a history of America and what makes America different than any other country in the world, then anything that comes along, any new ideas or thoughts, whether it's socialism, are are standing behind Hamas. They're standing behind terrorists, but yet they're so brainwashed by the colleges now. So it is up to us to teach our children and grandchildren the rights of what each person has, the God-given rights. And it starts with, of course, we've talked about a lot about the American history. And I think if you give the, the people and the young people that kind of foundation, they will tend to not be easily taken in when someone comes and says, oh, we need to support Hamas. We need to support that's an occupied state. They don't know the truth. But if they know the truth and they have a foundation, they won't be taken in by those ideas. 
And I just have to mention, as you've spoken about so many times on our show, and then and then and the life you know in your life away from from our conversations on the radio, um, that grounding is, is so very important. And I think that's to me that's the phenomenon that we're witnessing now. I've never seen. Uh, I can't think of a better, uh, the right word, pushback. I'll just use the word pushback or, you know, advancing, supporting blatant terrorism um, and even supporting blatant um, anti-Israel and anti-Jewish um, positions. I mean, doing it proudly and loudly, uh, you know, significant groups of people on college campuses. I've never seen it to that degree before. And I and I attribute it to exactly what you talk about, what, what I've tried to talk about is the lack of of good historical foundational education across the board in our public school system. And I think this is an example of it that that we've witnessed this week. Uh, Open, vocal, uh, unabashed, proud support of terrorism and anti-Israel rhetoric. Anyway, we're going to go to our first break, friends. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Before we go back to our guest, and of course, we're joined, pleased to be joined in the studio today with co-host Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Just a moment, we'll be joined on the line by Kathy Martirosian, author and expert on the Middle East. And before we go to back to Derek and Kathy, I want to, of course, remind you that the guys up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair have everything we'll need for hurricane preparation and after-storm cleanup during this hurricane season. You can find out more about them at apopgamower.com. That's apopgamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now let's go back to Derek Hicks, co-host. And also now we're pleased to be joined on the line by Kathy Martirosian, author and expert on the Middle East. And uh, Derek, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about Kathy and the work that she does? Well, uh, she could probably tell you best okay. about all she does, but it, it it's just the basic, kind of like we were talking about in the first segment, to kind of lay the basics when you hear about Palestine and Israel and occupied lands in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. She really has studied this in depth and for years and knows kind of the history. So I would like just, Kathy, if you want to go ahead and start from the basics of uh, why this conflict is, and we hear those things about occupied lands and Palestine, and, and just we'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Roger, for the opportunity. I'm always excited to speak on behalf of Israel, or as the Bible says, stand in the gap for Israel. Um, I've been doing this for over 20 years, and so, um, and unfortunately, it's opportunities like this, and when, you know, this type of uh, situation, war situation, and uh, uh, devastation occurs when I get most of the opportunities to speak, but I'm, I am happy to do this, and I, I'm very passionate about sharing truth. There's so many lies swirling around um, out there about Israel, and I think it's really critical that as people choose 
side, so to speak. They should be making these decisions based on truth. And so that's what I am trying to do. Um, when I when I first came to know this back in two, 2002 was actually when I had this major paradigm shift where, you know, I'm a person of faith, and uh, God just kind of brought me to this realization of who Israel is, who the people are, who the land are, who the land is. And it was it was done in a really interesting way. I was in DC. I was a I was dancing for a Baptist church and we had an opportunity to go to a conference. I didn't realize what a Zionist conference was, but I attended this Zionist conference and there was a, a presentation by a gentleman from a group called the David Project. And as he was speaking, I was sitting there, and I looked at some of the maps that he was putting up of the Middle East and of Israel. So he places a map up there that's a real zoomed-in close-up of Israel, and you see the, you know, Jerusalem, and you see something labeled the West Bank and Golan Heights, and it's real close-up. And you see this designation, and they say, okay, these are the occupied territories, and, uh, you know, the world thinks Israel needs to give up more of this land. And you look at that map, and you think, well, yeah, okay, they could stand to give up some of that land. But then the next slide was a where he backed out, and it showed the entire Middle East. And with Israel, little tiny tiny speck of Israel. The map was all in green of all of the Arab states around Israel, and I couldn't even hardly see the little thread of Israel that was there. And it was at that point that it was almost like God shook me and, and said, you know, the world has got this wrong. We've got to get people to know what's going on. The world thinks that Israel is Goliath, and that the Arabs or the Palestinians are David. Thus, that's why that that project was called the David Project. And what I realized, and I came to realize uh, very quickly, was that is the exact opposite of the truth. That's what often happens when people put out information about Israel. It's literally the exact opposite of what people think it is. It, and that kind of leads to a question, actually a similar question that I asked Derek at the end of our last segment is, we've seen more pushback against Israel since these attacks, and even literally support for these attacks on college campuses than I've ever seen before. I've never seen, I mean, you know, we're, we're used to, you know, the, the, you know the, the lone crackpot, if you will, or small numbers of, of uh, uh, super extremists making, you know, um, you know extreme uh, statements um, on college campuses. I remember there was a uh, professor named Ward Churchill even back in uh, after 9-11 at one of the Colorado universities where he said America deserved to be attacked. And, 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 and and that, that was like the lone outlier type of opinion. Now we see uh, large numbers of, 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 of students and and even organizations supporting Hamas, uh, you know, talking about is, you know, and and, and just along what you said, uh, uh, making Israel out to be, be, be the, uh, the, the, the the, the the villain in this can you uh talk about uh talk about that why, why, why do you think this yeah. uh, you know phenomenon has 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 arisen here in, in recent years well i think that and i will tell you it's not necessarily a recent years kind of thing these misconceptions have 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 been going on 
for many, 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 many years. We're see, we're hearing more about them now, just because we have we're hearing more about everything. However, that being said, if you were to go to probably 99% of the students on these campuses that are um, advocating or uh, advocating for the Palestinian cause or advocating against Israel, you'll find that most of these students have no idea what they're talking about. They've been caught up in some uh, kind of movement cause. Young people look for a cause, look for a movement, and they look to who they think is the underdog. And because the Palestinians are always presented that way, they, they, are, they gravitate to it, which is one reason why I feel very, very strongly about mentoring the next generation and teaching them the truth. So um, very much when you go, there's people in, in these universities and in these positions that are manipulating these young people. And so what they need is to hear the truth. And even when you share something as simple, okay, people don't have any idea of the size of Israel. So let, let's give a really just a, an easy thing you can keep in your head. Okay, we're in the state of Florida. Uh, Florida is about 66,000 square miles. Israel is about 8,000 square miles. So eight Israels can fit into Florida. So that gives you some perspective there that it's, um, we're not talking about a big place, right? And we're not talking about a place that has a lot of extra land that it can just go divvying up to different people. In fact, Israel, for much of its existence, its modern-day existence, existed with, in, with, a, with a country that across from east to west, at its widest point, was really about nine miles wide that Israel controlled and the Palestinians controlled, or the Jordanians, I'll say the Jordanians controlled the other parts which they left at the West Bank, and we'll talk about that. Um, so you're, you're not talking a very wide or a very big place, and when it's so tiny, it, it's actually very difficult, it's very vulnerable. Okay, it's very vulnerable. So that's why it's kind of important to understand that, you know, it is a small place. It's also important to understand that if we're looking at in the, the world, for instance, there are 67 Roman Catholic nations. And I'll say they're not Roman Catholic per se. They have a majority. There's 49 Islamic nations. There's 40, about 49, 50 Protestant 14 Eastern Orthodox, three Hindu, one Jewish nation. And that's the nation that the Islamists want to be totally driven off of the map. So that's, a, that, that's important. And they do that not just with terror attacks, okay, that's very effective, but it's the propaganda that is so effective in the rest of the world. The propaganda is, is critical, uh, to this uh, attack, I would say, on Israel. And that's where it's, it's making its most inwards and stuff like the, in places like at the uni universities. So if you say something, let's just take the term West Bank, okay? Everybody uses it, West Bank. That implies it's the West Bank of Jordan. But the, it's not the West Bank of Jordan. It is biblical Judea and Samaria. But when you call it the West Bank and you buy into that media narrative and that the, the media jargon, you've taken all the Jewishness out of 
Judea, really. You know, you've just removed all of its Jewishness by calling it the West Bank. So I'm, I, I'm always encouraging people, let's not go with that wording that the, wor- that the world always uses. Let's call it what it is. It's biblical Judea and Samaria that the enemies of God want to take from them. And that's important to keep that in mind. Great point. Great insights. Well, Kathy and Derek, we're going to take a, a quick break in just a moment. Friends, Kurt, please stay with us. We're speaking with co-host today, Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers, and author Kathy Mardarosian. She's an expert on the Middle East and on Israel and the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. Before we go to that break, I want to remind you that about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know if you, anybody you know, anybody in your family is looking for an auto repair shop that'll care for your car with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for over 21 years. They're located at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Weems Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program today have a program with a very important topic and great guest. We're pleased to be joined in the studio by Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, regular contributor to the Roger Franklin Williams show. And we're also pleased to be joined on the phone by author Kathy Mardosian, and she's an expert on the Middle East. We'll go back to Kathy and Derek in just a moment. Before we do, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Miller Sod Sales. Let you know that the people at the great people at Miller Sod Sales are excited about the work that they do, the, the, the tremendous level of service for their customers, and of course, their fresh quality sod and their clean, well-maintained equipment. This fall, I encourage you to let Miller Sod Sales green up your life. You can find out more about them at johnmillertruckingandsodsales.com. That's johnmillertruckingandsodsales.com. Family-owned and operated since 1995. Now let's go back to our guest co-host Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, and Kathy Martirosian, author and expert on the Middle East. And Kathy, you know, we hear a number of terms, and just as you talked about most recently about the term West Bank, um, a lot of people are not really familiar, um, have a clear understanding of these terms, or and especially don't know the history behind them. And another term, another you know, major element um, and concept and term of of the situation is is just the word Palestine. Can you can you just address uh, what is Palestine and what is the history there and and how does that relate to what's happening now? Absolutely, and you're exactly right. This is a major misconception and misunderstanding, and it does require to go us to go back a little bit in history, and so we'll do it quickly, given our time constraints. Um, and so it, but this history is something that anybody can find. You can, you can look for, there's lots of excellent books on it. Back in 70 AD, um, 
the Romans destroyed uh, the uh, Jerusalem. And in 167, Emperor Hadrian, he crushed a, a Jewish revolt in Israel. And when he did that, he renamed the nation from Israel to Palestine. Yeah, it was actually Philistia, but when you translate it into English, it's Palestine. And he did that because this was, of course, Israel's arch enemies. When you read the Bible, you see the, the, the Philistines coming against Israel all the time. So it was a significant snub at Israel to say, we're going to rename you in by the name of your arch enemies, your whole, your historical arch enemies, the Philistines. So that's what happened. So all the, and and I would say that if there's any people who have Bibles and it has a map in the Bible and it says if it says Palestine in the days of Jesus, that's incorrect. It was Israel in the days of Jesus. It wasn't until 167 A.D. that Emperor Hadrian renamed it. But that's actually incorrect in many, many of our Bibles. So for 2,000 years after the Roman conquest, no other state or unique national group developed in Palestine, and no other group of people chose Jerusalem as its capital. The, the Jewish people were the only ones who ever chosen Jerusalem as their capital. Um, various empires came and went that controlled that area that included Israel, but they all disappeared. But that name, Palestine, stuck, and it stuck so well that, um, but what was interesting about it is that the name Palestine was the name associated with the Jews and the Jewish homeland. The, the Jews were the Palestinians up until 1967 because they were the ones who were living in this area that had been renamed Palestine. So thus they had a Palestinian post, a Palestine symphony orchestra. All of these things were actually Jewish. There was not a separate group of people called Palestinians. Most people don't know that until 1960s when the Palestinian Liberation Organization, Yasser Arafat, came on the scene. So this idea is a relatively new one. There is not a historical, there's no history for the Palestinians. They have no, there's no currency that they're going to dig up under the ground, like they dig up, dig up old currency from the temple era for the Jewish people. There's no um, anything specific. If you go to a history of, of Palestinian history, it's going to be empty, because they don't have any of that. All right? That is a relatively new uh, understanding of applying that term since the 1960s. And of course, most of us exist only in our lifetime, so we don't know these kinds of things. So we all think, oh, there's this historical group of people called the Palestinians who are not the Jews, and the Jews have come in and taken over their land. But that is an error. That is a lie. So that 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 that's something that's really extremely important uh, to understand. Great, yeah, great insights. Yes, the excellent. So many people don't know that. Now, here also, can you finish up on that and then talk about the occupied? We hear a lot of the yes. protesters now saying this is occupied land. Yes. You know, 
Yes. So, okay, so the Romans controlled, controlled it for a while, right? Okay, then the Roman Empire was done. From 1517 to 1917, after the World War, uh, right up to World War One, it was it was controlled by the Ottoman Empire. So when the Ottoman Empire was defeated in World War One, its land was divided up by the Allies, and they carved out new nation states and they created what we know as the modern day Middle East. You know, we don't need, people don't even know that Iraq, Syria, Lebanon are actually things that have been created since 1917. But what happened in that carve up? is the area that was known as Palestine was given to the British. It was called the British Mandate. The French had a mandate that included the area of Syria. The British had this area that was called formerly Palestine. And the British in 1917, uh, with something called the Balfour Declaration, they endorsed the reestablishment of a homeland for the Jewish people in the area known as Palestine. They was like, okay, we need to... Um, to reestablish these people back into their biblical homeland. Now, many things happened, and immediately the um, Arab nations and the Muslims did start attacking the Jews. There's instances in 1920, 1922, where there were attacks upon the Jewish people, and this was long before Israel even officially had the land and had a nation. So the, the, the idea that, oh, Israel, uh, the Jewish people are taking, you know, land. They hadn't even taken it yet. This is an ancient hatred that that is not really about land at all. So anyway, they had this big area that was the British Mandate, and in 1922, in response to Arab pressure, the British the, the British authorities they violated the mandate and they cut out 77 percent of the mandate and gave it to the Hashemites of Jordan. Then we have the country of Jordan. So we have 77% of what was originally supposed to go to the Jews went in, in 1922 to, the, to Jordan and created Jordan. Uh, the same thing happened, and they gave up the Golan Heights to France, which later that area became known as, as, as right up above it was Syria. That included the area of Syria. In 1947, the U.N. Partition 181 further divided what was left of that mandate. It further divided it. Remember, 77% is already gone over to the Arabs, all right? But they further divided it. So what ended up happening was the Jews only got 13% of the original mandate. The Jews, wanting that homeland for themselves, accepted this U.N. Partition. At that time, the Arabs rejected it. So in May 14, 1948, Israel declared itself a nation. And what was really, there's, a, there's an interesting story. You know, Franklin uh, Roosevelt was, a, was not a Zionist at all. And most people don't know that it was um, just about a, a month before he died, and about a month later, Israel was, uh, declared itself a nation. Who was in control at that time? Who was our president? Truman. Truman. Truman was a was a raised on the Bible. He knew exactly who that land belonged to. He was a Zionist. Therefore, he even said and claimed that he saw himself as Cyrus, um, as a biblical Cyrus, and helping the Jews. 
to get their homeland back. Isn't it interesting how God works? So the man that was going to stand in the way of it was taken out of the way, and Truman was put in there. It was critical that Israel get recognition from America, and Truman gave that recognition 11 minutes after Israel declared itself a state. That was very, very important uh, that they got that recognition from the U.S. But what then happened was immediately five Arab nations attacked Israel. Now, this is a brand-new state. They have no air force. They have no army. We have a lot of young kids who are who had been going back to, the, to kind of work the land. They had no arsenal of weapons, nothing like that. Five Arab nations attacked them the very next day. There was uh, so they were at war immediately. This was a God thing that they, the Arab nations did not wipe them out. They should have been wiped out. That's why we know that there is a God. So if, so they did not get wiped out at all. So that was, that's kind of a exciting thing that a lot of people don't know, that God is still at work on behalf of Israel. And uh, so... So that happened in 1948. Now, now, great, great, great insights. We're up on our next break. Friends, okay. we'll be back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show in just a moment. We're speaking with author and Middle East expert Kathy Martirosian. And, of course, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, is joining us as our co-host today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solutions. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're enjoying the program Pleased to be joined in the studio by our co-host today, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Also joined on the line by Kathy Martirosian. She's an author and an expert on the Middle East, and that's our topic for our show today. Before we go back to Derek and Kathy, I want to once again remind you that the guys up at Popka Moore Equipment Repair have everything we'll need for hurricane preparation and after storm cleanup this hurricane season, and yes, we are still in hurricane season, and of course, 12 months a year, they, Popka Moore Equipment Repair is our one-stop headquarters for everything we'll need for all of our lawn and garden needs. They carry only the best power equipment products, outdoor power equipment products, and lawnmowers in the business. You can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. A Popka mower and equipment repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now back to co-host Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, and author Kathy Martirosian, expert on the Middle East. And Kathy and Derek, Kathy, when we went um, to our break, you were giving us a a great overview and great historical background about uh, occupied lands. And there's a, a couple more things I think that we'd like to, you know, addressed as far as that goes, and can you, uh, you know, kind of pick it up there? So we were talking about the war in 1948 that happened as soon as Israel declared itself a nation. At the end of that war, Jordan got 
the area called Judea and Samaria, and they renamed it the West Bank. Egypt annexed the area of Gaza. Um, so, so they had that until 1967. Egypt had Gaza, and Jordan had Judea, Samaria. They named the West Bank. In 67, Israel preempted a full-scale invasion that was planned against them. They, they preempted that, and in this defensive war, they captured what's known as the Golan Heights. They captured the Sinai Peninsula, Gaza, and the West Bank. So then this is where we start getting this idea of occupied territories. And what's interesting, they were never called occupied territories when Jordan controlled the area they renamed the West Bank. Nobody said Jordan was occupying it for the poor Palestinians weren't there. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about Gaza and that Egypt controlled Gaza. It wasn't until Israel got them back in 67 that this idea of occupied territories started to, to come up, that it, it occupied. This is like saying that America occupies Texas, you know? That, that, that's not how we talk about those things. Uh, when, you, when you win land, particularly in a defensive war, that's not, that doesn't lead to the idea of occupation, but of course it does, it did in this case. So what I wanted to do was, um, so in 67, they got back those areas, which was critical. It, they did later actually give Sinai Peninsula back to Egypt, okay, because Israel always is trying to, to earn peace with its neighbors by giving up more of its land. They call it the land for peace deals. And they have been going on since 1967. So, for instance, in 1979, Israel gave the Sinai Peninsula back to Egypt. But in, 19, in 2000, at Camp David, what was interesting is that Israel offered Yasser Arafat, the head of what was then the, the Palestinian, Palestinian Liberation Organization, they, Israel actually offered him 95% of the West Bank, 100% of Gaza, and they said they could put a capital in East Jerusalem. That's literally everything they said they wanted. He turned it down. That indicates that they, the enemies of Israel aren't really interested in the land. They want to get rid of Israel. Now, I was in Israel in 2005, and it was in 2005 that the U.S. and other nations put pressure on Israel to give up what was then called Gush Katif, Gush Katif was resettled in uh, the 1960s by, uh, by Israel, Jewish settlers. They went into the desert. It was literally the desert, Roger, and they brought it back to life. They, were, they built greenhouses in the desert, and they were producing at that time in 2005, one-third of all of Israel's produce was produced in what was called Gush Katif at the time. But the, the, the U.S. and other nations pressured Israel in a land-for-peace deal. So in the summer of 2005, Israel forcibly forced out all 8,000, approximately 8,000 Jewish citizens out of Gush Katif. They had to leave their homes, their businesses. They were digging up bodies to try to bring them with them because they knew the grave sites would be desecrated. They were... Um, they were dragged out by the IDF um, and pulled out of that area. 
I went there in the fall of 2005, and I met with, with many of these families. They were living in what they called tent cities in 2005, and in October is when I went. And these were people that were forced out because of U.S. and world pressure to give back this area to the Palestinians, so to speak, so that they could get it was the land for peace idea. Kathy, real, real quick yes. also, as you're relating it, that we only have a couple minutes left, talk about Gaza in particular, since that's what's in the news. So what happened there was Gush Katif is the Gaza area of today. So very quickly, when they pulled these Jewish settlers out and the Arabs went in there, they voted Hamas into leadership. Okay, so they voted a terrorist organization. And immediately, within the next few months, they started shooting rockets from former Gush Katif, now back called Gaza, straight into Israel biblical heartland. So that has been going on since 2005. That's the same problem that we're dealing with today. It's because Israel gave up that land, pressured by the world, and then they ended up with Hamas literally as their next-door neighbors. You cannot have a terrorist organization bent on your destruction, the destruction of your people. Remember the, the chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's free of all Jews. That doesn't mean two-state solution. It means no Jews, no Jews at all. That, that the Hamas charter absolutely does not exist. I recognize the right of Israel to exist. It, it absolutely states it. And for some reason, we feel like, oh, we can negotiate. You can't negotiate with people who do not want you to be alive at all. That cannot happen. That's what has been happening. Now we see what happened last week, and I'm hoping now Israel's going to deal with it. They cannot allow Hamas to continue to control Gaza. Great insights, friends. You're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with author and Middle East expert Kathy Martirosian and, of course, Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers, president of Thompson Jewelers, is joining us as well. You know what we learned just from listening to you, Kathy, is it was Israel, it was the Palestine and Hamas that is occupying Israeli territory. That's the exact opposite of what they're trying to push, what they always do nowadays. So, again, just in the last minute left, what I told we were talking to Roger in the first section segment about how even now it's popular to support Israel. But what do you think is going to happen quickly here in the next couple of weeks? As soon as Israel goes in and does what it needs to do in the Gaza area, quickly, quickly, world opinion is going to change and go back against Israel. Remember, this is not just a geopolitical problem. This is a biblical, spiritual problem. And it goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. We don't have time to talk about that. Uh, But world opinion will absolutely turn against Israel. It always has. And just in... um... Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today. Friends, Kathy Martirosian, author and Middle East expert. And we appreciate you sharing your insights with our listeners. And obviously, we'll, as everyone else, we'll keep a close eye on, on what's happening now and obviously pray for Israel. Right. Yes. Keep supporting Israel. Thank you again, Kathy, for your insight. It makes a lot of difference. Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse? I love it. Tell the, our um, audience. My people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. 
the prophet Hosea. So it's extremely important for people to have this information and this knowledge. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. For joining Thank us. you, Roger. Thank you, Derek. Author and Middle East expert Kathy Martirosian. Well, Derek, yeah, thank you for this connection to Kathy and uh, really a, an amazing, a uh, lot of amazing insights and knowledge and history. Wow, it is so important that we have that knowledge. We talk, you're talking about in your show about the foundations of America, why it's so important to know the history of America. Israel is similar. You could go on and on. You know, there are wars where they're outnumbered, they're out attacked, they're outmanned, and yet somehow, just like in the American Revolution, Israel wins because, again, God is on their side because they're standing for what's right and for his principles. It's just uh, it's really a tragic and a shame that we're having to deal with this once again right now in, in our lifetimes. I do remember I was probably about fourth grade, nine years old, 10 years old, uh, the Six-Day War in 1967 and what a major event that was and how um, literally literally in a matter of days, six days, uh, Israel and Moshe Dayan was the, the general yes. that, that, that orchestrated it just really uh, cleaned up, for lack of a better Miraculously. word. Miraculously. Uh, uh, you know, all these major, huge geographical countries that were coming against Israel. Yes. Yes. So we have to just keep standing behind Israel and praying for them. Well, Derek, it's been great to have you joining us. It's always awesome great to show. have you joining us, and I appreciate your introduction to Kathy and all the, the, the great insights that she shared with us today and historical knowledge. Well, friends, I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, hope that you'll have a, a, a wonderful rest of the day. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. I want to give a shout out, of course, to our our sponsors, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, Florida Door Solutions, Sheeler Auto Repair, and of course, great people at Miller Sod Sales, and of course, um, Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. Well, friends, that'll do it for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.